It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Bucks fans? We are back. It is Monday. This is Real Bucks Talk coming to you live. And I'm Michael Plus. Join as always, Mark Ramirez. Mark, it is another Monday. We are getting closer to the release of the 2021 NFL schedule. I know we're all excited about that. We got rookie mini camp coming up. So a lot of things to discuss. Uh, I know you're ready. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's never an off season when it's Buccaneer football, especially when you're Super Bowl champs. Hope you guys like the New background we got up there. I don't know if we are happy enough to be Buccaneer fans that are Super Bowl champs, but we are just proving it there. Well, yeah, it's always good to talk Buccaneer football, to be honest. And the fact that the season's coming out, we get to see who we get to play, wh- when we get to play them, when do we get to f- potentially face Jameis. <laughs> when do we, uh, I don't know, just it's next, another exciting thing down the line. I mean, we just got through the draft. You've seen some of our player breakdowns, more to come. We're going to, Show a little secret into what we're going to do this week as well. Hope you guys, if you guys tuned in, get ready for that. And just, I don't know, just overall the dates that are coming up, rookie mana camp, OTAs, all this fun stuff. It's good to talk about, but what do you, where do you want to start first? Yeah. I mean, let's just, let's go, let's hit more on the, uh, the schedule coming out. I mean, obviously the Buccaneers, they face the NFC South opponents and then we go into, you know, AFC East this year. And we also have the NFC East. Plus, we also face the Indianapolis Colts. So, you know, first time 17-game schedule. So, I mean, just your thoughts on that first. It was 17 games. What do you think about that? I think Tom Brady's going to go for 17-0. and 0. That's what I think. <laughs> I honestly think he really is trying to push for that. I mean, he's got everything well, else. Only, yeah, it's the only thing left, right? Right. I mean, like he, like the little rumor, he would have given up two Super Bowl rings just to go on that undefeated season just to get that. I mean, hey. Maybe you don't have to give up anything because you're going to win it this year. You never know. And that's not a cocky Buccaneer fan. That's just just kind of him saying that's all that needs work. Uh, oh, let's get we got another super chat in the chat. Lawrence Lowe, keep up the great work as always, guys. Thank you, Lawrence. Hell yeah, everyone. Yeah, I think he's one of the, the newcomers we've seen on the comments in the YouTube channel. So much appreciated. And yeah, we're going we're gonna to do our best to keep going and give you more content. So yeah. Yeah, if, if you guys are new to the channel, give us a like. Let us know in the chat. Let us know what, what you guys want to see. I mean, even over here, the, the Sin, Sinatra said, could you do more in-depth linebacker film studies for the Bucks? They're really, really informative, and I enjoy them. Fully agree. I mean, we got the linebacker coming up. 
just, I mean, just look at his tape. Plus sent me over what, a couple days ago and he, he's going to be up and he's a downhill player. So get ready for that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Guys, if you want anyone that's a Buccaneer right now or potentially draftable next year, let us know. Cause that's going to be our bread and butter moving forward. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see what else is going on in the chat. Jack Trudel bucks. It's Tebow time. <laughs> yeah. So the big news, Yeah, Tim Tebow. I guess it's big, right? Jacksonville Jaguars signed Tim Tebow. What is your opinion on that? Another Gator. And it's, uh, I got to admire Tim Tebow for like, you know, he never quits. Like he's always going for his dream. So I appreciate that. Um, and I, I hope he, he does well, but man, it's going to be an uphill climb. Hasn't played in, I think eight, nine years. So yeah. long, long road ahead. Um, in a new position. Yeah. Playing tight end now. So yeah, I mean, I hope it, I hope it does well. If anything, you know, I'm sure it's going to be great for Jacksonville and the fans, but you know, just time, time will tell. Good comment. Time will tell. But um, yeah, let's, let's keep going on with the schedule because I just went totally off topic. So, <laughs> so Blaine Broomfield said, I'm leaning towards the saints. We could, but could we see another Eagles game after Super Bowl season? I think he's talking like when we blew them out to open up their stadium. Is that what he's talking about? I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's possible. I don't know. The Saints have, have definitely, yeah, the Saints have definitely beat us up in the regular season. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. I mean, they're still a very good team. I don't know if we'll shut them out, but I think we could definitely, you know, win by two scores. I think that's possible. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. He had, yeah, the 2003 opener. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that game too, though. I mean, Jojo Vicious with that little tip up to himself. That was oh, yeah. insane. Yeah, that was nice. We're losing it. We're th- immediately, we're like, oh, we're running this thing back. <laughs> Got a little too uh, hyped up on that first game. I mean, I, like, I've been saying this for, since after we won the Super Bowl or going into the offseason. I'm like, this is the year we weren't supposed to do it. Brady was supposed to learn and the defense was supposed to be okay. The defense was dominant, and Brady just got better as the year went on. I always say, like, imagine if the offense can carry the defense, which is crazy to think, considering the defense is so young still, and all everyone's back together. No, no one left besides Ryan Smith, and he didn't really play. So it's crazy. It's just crazy. So, I mean, I, I really think they have a good shot at making a run. 17-0, that's – I highly doubt that's possible. I'm just blowing smoke at everyone because it's – that happens. They're incredible. They deserve to win. But uh, yeah, a lot of things have to go right. I mean, we saw the Patriots, you know, do it back in what that was uh, 2007. But you know, they lost the Super Bowl. But I mean, everything went right that year for them. You know, they were healthy. They had Randy Moss, etc. Tom Brady was outstanding. So a lot of things have to go right for a perfect season. I mean, that's why it's only happened once. You know, with Miami Dolphins. Again, you know, test Tom Brady and see what happens. I mean, we've we've learned it. <laughs> uh, so here, outside of leverage live stream, well, Robert Green over here says Tom Tony Dungy says he thinks it's Buffalo versus Bucks makes the most sense Super Bowl level game right off the top. Yeah, well, I mean, some that is a really good Super Bowl level type of game, but usually don't, isn't it like a rivalry or some big hype game to really get you. Involved. That's why, like, I, I think that Saints game would be good, especially if, if Jameis is the starter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a one hell of a game if it's Bucks 
Buffalo versus Bucks. What's your yeah. take? No, I, I agree with that. I think you know Buffalo. Um, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna move this that way. It's bothering me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. A little bit better. So, now personal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I agree. I think Buffalo. <laughs> I think Buffalo would be. I think Buffalo would be a great game. Uh, again, Josh Allen. He's an up and coming quarterback against um, you know, Tom Brady. I, I think that'd be a great matchup. They got a good team. They got a really good team. They built the defense even more in the draft. Yeah, they got a scary, already Super Bowl level defense. I think it's just more continuity and offense. Stephon Diggs is lighting it up all last year. Mm. Also, I'll say one more. Only three games against divisional rivals in the kickoff game. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, those already been. I mean, nothing's been out yet, so mm. we'll see. Could it be again Saints versus Bucks opener? I think it'll be a different story this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being honest on that one. Oh, but so Lane's asking about different guys like Jordan Whitehead, Jamel Dean. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be coming out now. So after we're done with all the the rookies coming out of their film studies since the most recent, then we'll start pushing out all the actual individual player highlights from 2020 season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to go. There's, I mean, there's still a whole off season still and the bucks aren't really going to sign that many guys. So there's plenty of time for us to push out some more Buccaneer content. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, I think the roster is pretty much almost set. I mean, I think they're at like 85, 86 guys. I don't think they're going to add many more people. So should be good. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Jeff Goodrich said, who in the secondary gets a second contract besides CD3, in your opinion? It's called yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think, you know, Carlton, I, you know, obviously deserves one. Um, but, I mean, most recent guys that are coming up, I mean, do they re-sign Jordan Whitehead? You know, that's that's a question remain to be seen. Um, you know, Sean Murphy Bunting, Mike Edwards, you know, guys like that, Jamel Dean. Yeah, I mean, it's just time Time will tell. Hopefully they can bring back a couple of those guys. Again, you can't keep them all. I, I think that's why you continue to draft, you know, secondary every year because you got to keep replacing people that are going to get bigger contracts. Yeah, I, I don't think – I love the dude. I just don't think um, Whitehead's going to get re-signed. I, I think he has limitations with his size, the way he plays, mm. and just the fact that we have Mike Edwards coming up behind him. Like him and Winfield are just a better tandem to me. I, I just see him as oddball out. I mean, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Even though I love him as a player, I just think Edwards' ceiling is just that much higher. And Winfield can just do it all. We've all seen that. That's why I kind of mentioned him as who is going to break out next year. I think he's going to be a whole other level now. Uh, and then SMB and Jamel Dean, that's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I mean SMB... Fans hate him. There's stretches where like, take him out, cut him, get mm-hmm. cut him. They've said, yeah, terrible. And then you see what he did in the playoffs, and you're like, oh, we should that guy should have been starting all, all along. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I think he's just they can move him around so much. He can play outside, but they put him inside because he can't do it. He, he's played out like deep safeties, drop back far. So right now a lot of people may say Jamel Dean I'm thinking they're thinking more SMB just because of how multiple he is and how he can play everywhere and you made him play outside permanently I guarantee you do well too just Jamel Dean's solid on the outside 
Yeah. I mean, the good news is you don't have to worry about it right now. I mean, got these guys for at least a couple more years and, um, you know, just have to see how it plays out again. It's just going to depend on numbers games. And, you know, they have this plan where contracts are going to be coming up. So that frees up money and, you know, maybe can use it for other resources. But, you know, getting back to the schedule, I, I, I see in the chat, you know, a lot of people are saying Buffalo. And I think that could be a very well possibility. Um, but you got a lot of good games on this schedule um, this year for Tampa. Um, you know, obviously, you know, facing NFC East, you know, with the Cowboys, the Eagles, Redskins, we played in the playoffs last year. So um, a lot of good games. Giants was a close one last year. Uh, so and then you have the, the Bears as, as well, uh, which is awesome because I know the Bucks want some revenge there. So, yeah, a lot of good matchups. Um and, you know, Patriots game is going to be fun. So I think the rumor now on the Patriots is that could be Thanksgiving uh, Day, which would be quite something. That would be exciting because uh, I don't think the Bucks have really been on Thanksgiving. I think only maybe one time, you know, I, I, I can say the Cowboys once they slaughtered us. Right. <laughs> I remember that. So I think Freeman was the quarterback then, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think you're right. <sighs> so. Yeah, thank God those are, those days are over. <laughs> it was just bad. It was just a yeah. bad overall Thanksgiving Day. Like mm-hmm. watch it, and you're just like, damn, cheese, come on. Right. It's got worse the more you watched. I guess here they bring this up. So I guess there's a bigger view of what's going on. 2021 yeah. opponents, all these at home, Dallas, the Giants. Yeah, they're going to be better. Mm-hmm. I think they're just Kadarius Tony now on that team. Buffalo Bills, yes. Either way, I mean, this is, those are challenging teams. I mean, a lot of good defenses. If the Cowboys can improve their defense, their offense is lights out. Yeah. I mean, we always say, oh, this is a win, this is a loss, this is a win. Either way, I just see some teams that really did improve. Even though the Jets, we should win it, they're improving. I was talking mm. with our friend from uh, A-Rod from what was uh, Fairweather Podcast. Yeah. Right? yeah, Fairweather Podcast, yep. And – He's down on his draft. I'm like, dude, you guys drafted really well. Like your, your coach is on on point. He knows what he's doing. It's coming from a good organization. It's like I don't I think they're just so down in the dumps. It's just realizing how good they can be. Same thing with us getting Tom Brady. We're like, what the hell? He can't change this whole losing culture, but he did immediately. <laughs> so it is possible. Uh any more topics on on the actual schedule we wanted to touch on? No, I, I think I think we you know touched on it again. You know, excited to see who the opener is going to be, but then you know where's the bye week? You know, how does the rest of the schedule play out? Um, that all goes into it. So, you know, how many road games do we have like back to back, and you know how many home games are back to back? Stuff like that uh, is going to be really important to look for. Um, can we get off to a good start? You know, do we have the schedule lined up for us the right way? Uh, that that's going to be important to to see on Wednesday and see how it goes, but. Uh, yeah, just excited, excited, ready to to see, you know, what games are, you know, what dates and all that stuff underway and going to be at Raymond James this year. So that's yeah, going to be yeah. Awesome. yeah, well, before we go off to another subject, let's actually hit up our our sponsor. I think you guys have heard us talk about them a couple of times. Symbol, the stock market for sports. I mean, I like that they're updating their website. It's It's kind of cool concept. Literally, it is what it is. It's stock market of sports. Like you, you buy and sell. Find your favorite teams. We're Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hopefully, you guys are too. Buy them up. Starting right now, they're around forty-five dollars a share. 
it, they bought, they were like 30 something when I bought. So it's kind of cool to see them going up during the season. Once they win games, hopefully it's 17. No, you get 50 cents per win. So it's passive income right there as well. So that's kind of cool. Trade teams like stocks, like stocks, buy low, sell high, sell overrated teams to, to the market and find hidden gems. It's just cool overall. You will see this stock market behind there. There, it's a cool idea. You want to learn more? Just hit that play button right there. It's it's something cool and innovative. And I, like the the owner kind of talked to us about it. It's really cool. And I can't wait during the season to see how that stuff fluctuates. But let's continue talking some Buccaneer football, and let's look over to, to some of the more important dates coming up. And that is right here. So we got rookie minicamp the fourteenth, fifteenth. And OTAs, I think those are voluntary, right? Uh, yes. And then mandatory is coming down here. So, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to come forward, coming down the pipeline. Look at that, May, I mean, this this weekend, right after another. I mean, everything's getting rocket, rocket launched right now. What do you think? Oh, yeah. No, it's an exciting time uh, just to see, you know, the players getting back into the facility, getting with coaches, um, starting to normalize things a little bit. You know, I'm sure players are – you know, getting vaccinated as well and, you know, just trying to, you know, get back to their routine, how they, you know, come to see it or how they've seen it, you know, for a long time and, you know, and just continue to improve their, their strengths and weaknesses and, and get better as football players. So I'm, I'm excited to see what Kyle Trask and all those guys bring this weekend and really see what happens. Speaking of Kyle Trask, that's our, our next little, <laughs> I guess spread it on over to Kyle Trask himself. So guys who uh, actually watch the live streams, enjoy the live streams, we're going to actually do a little live breakdown of Kyle Trask. That's the biggest. He's a quarterback, guys. Everyone wants to know about the quarterback. This is our first one since Jameis drafting like a legit quarterback. And second round, some people love him. Some people hate him. Some people say he doesn't have arm strength. Well, let's let's look at the tape and see what it, what it looks like itself. So let's dive in. Let's get our faces out of here. Let's get in some fo- some football breakdown. Plus, immediately, Kyle Trask, what do you like? Yeah, Kyle Trask, I don't understand the arm notion of, of weak and, you know, doesn't have arm strength. Here's a tight window throw for you guys. I mean, that's fitting it between two defenders with velocity and accuracy. I mean, the guy understands how to read space. He understands how to, you know, throw with timing. Uh, and he does it. he does it pretty well at a high level. I mean, this is very impressive here. Yeah, he's got to watch the safety. Is he going to be able to break down, get to the ball before my wide receiver gets there? I don't know. Does he have enough arm strength to get it there? Yeah, he has to slow down a little bit. The fact is, he delivered the ball. Yeah, the NFL is a little faster. But this is reading space. Reading, okay, my guy's going to beat him here. If he's even, I'm going to throw this ball to a space where he can go after it. He could have lofted a little bit more, but completed the pass. Let's keep going on. I really like this stuff. Okay. Does he have enough arm strength? Does he have enough timing? Yeah. Check that out top of your screen. Just finding a little hole in the zone. You've seen the Bucs do this. Just get to the first down marker and turn around. Quarterback has to have good timing and an arm to deliver this ball. Trask sees it. Everyone's just dropping back into little zones right across in front of him. He's getting the deep zone. He's going to hit this little inside triangle right in the middle. Perfect pass. And the guy has time to make a move after catching the ball. I really like that. What do you see? Yeah, like you said, I mean, it's it's timing, it's it's understanding what, you know, what the defense is doing, knowing how to throw into space, throwing with, you know, anticipation and arm strength. He's got plenty of it here. 
Um, again, nice drop back, steps into his throw. Again, he knows where he's going with the football. Not, you know, not selling it or giving it away too early, which is really good. Um, and then here, again, this is a perfect pass. I mean, can't get much better than that. Again, talking about understanding where he's got opportunity to make this a touchdown. He throws it right in the bread basket of uh, Kyle Pitts here. Again, it's a mis- it's a mismatch. He knows he's got one-on-one, and he knows he's got space to the outside pylon, and that's where he's going to put it. And just a great job and, and great understanding, you know, to hit that back shoulder throw. Yeah, like Mike's saying, touch on a couple more. Like, so the safety's really far away. Right at the snap, what he's looking at, he's looking straight. Where's that safety doing? He's too far away. If I throw this to the outside corner over here, there's no way he's going to be able to get all the way over there. I'm going to look at my guy that I want to go to the whole way. His back's turned. He doesn't know what's going on. The defender's back's turned. Don't know. Where am I going to throw it to? Only where my receiver can catch the ball. Hell, Pitts, pretty damn good player himself. It's the reason why he was the first offensive playmaker off the board that wasn't a quarterback. Perfect delivery and right at the pylon. I mean, that's that's nasty. That's knowing space. And this one, I love this. And where's the safety? Why is he following my guy over here? So all this is going to be wide the hell open. So it's pretty much letting Trask know, okay, I got one side of the field open. At the snap, this guy comes down in. Running backs open in the flats. Is he going to laser it a la Jameis Winston in the flats? No. I'm going to throw to what, Bless? What is this over here? Yeah, space again. And he, he just he understands that, you know, how to read it. And again, perfect touch pass. And that's a touchdown. So, I mean, it's just understanding the concepts, understanding, you know, okay, my alignment, I know what the play is. I know where everyone is going. And he understands that he's going to have a wide open play here for easy six. I mean, he can't teach it better than this. And then people talk about his ability not to move in the pocket or he's not athletic, can't move or make things happen on the run. No, he can't. And that's a laser. I mean, look at that. Look at that throw right there. I mean, you can't make that throw without some arm strength. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sometimes some of these breakdowns you hear like, oh, why do we draft him based on what people say? What do you see? I mean, this is a guy standing tall in the pocket looking. It's not there. Let me get out because I feel the pressure coming. Always eyes down the field. Really love that. And then this throw on the run. He's got a wimpy arm. He's a pathetic noodle arm. That's why I said Tom Brady all last year. Is this the noodle arm? Jeez. Yeah. No. There's some mustard on that. Some extra mustard on that hot dog. Can't get much better than that. I mean, that's again, this guy, uh, again, he's not a finished product. And, and that's the beauty of it. Like, he put up 43 touchdowns and only eight interceptions, like like Rick, uh, Rick H shows here or says, yeah, he's going to be fine. And again, that was in limited starts. He didn't have a lot of playing time, not a lot of experience. Dude is going to continue to improve. And I think he's, I mean, this is just the beginning of what he's capable of you know, improve his mechanics. And again, a lot of his, his throwing mechanics is with just arm. It's not, you know, throwing with his body or not throwing with a good base. And if he learns that he's going to get more arm strength along with his accuracy should improve because it's better footwork, better, you know, understanding how to drive the football that that's going to make him a, a much better player. Absolutely. You touched on it. Like a lot of the mechanics people were saying, Oh, he's throwing his arm too low. I mean, there's a lot of touchy things. I'm like, dude, is he delivering the ball? Is he 70 something percent on the season? That's pretty damn good. I mean, what are you what are you poking at? Like literally see what he's doing on the field. Is he reading the ball correctly? Is he throwing it to right spots? Is he making mistake after mistake, or is he consistently making the right read? 
I mean, it's yes, he's slower. Okay, I don't get. I'm not going to knock you on that. Does he not have a cannon like Patrick Mahomes? Not many do. But does he make the correct reads a lot more than others? I think so. And I think if you give him more time to sit the bench, sit him into a perfect scheme that is very much fitting to what he does best, throwing the ball down the field to space, reading the deep zones, he did that really well. I mean, I, I think it's a good scheme fit. I'm not saying he's Brady. I'm not saying he's the next up and coming. Right. But I'm just saying it's, I can understand the pick. I really yeah. understand the pick. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he fits what we do, like you, like you were talking about. Uh, again, he's got accuracy. He understands how to throw to space. Uh, timing and precision is really what this offense is about. So, and, and he gets that, and he can throw within the pocket. He's tough as hell, and he can take hits. Like so, I mean, he is what Bruce Arians likes as far as a quarterback goes, and he's got enough arm strength uh, to make everything happen. And yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. Again, it's now on him. You know, how how far does he take this? Uh, again, we're probably not going to see him for at least a while uh, until Brady, <laughs> yeah. you know, calls it calls it quits. You know, so um, again, it, it's Brady's job until he says otherwise. But it's nice knowing that you have a quarterback like Kyle Trask that could really be something special um, if developed properly. And I think he's got the best team around him to do so. Just yeah, just sit and learn. Learn from all these coaches and veterans you have in front of you. Uh, Stink Bastard from the Loose Cannons podcast yeah. is here. Jake Jake Arian said, Trask answered the arm strength question at the pro day. I mean, he answered it during film too. I mean, right. everyone wants to knock. I mean, just because of the pro day, everyone looks pretty in a pro day. But, I mean, in general, when you watch the tape, he does – yeah, there's moments where it looks a little weak or he's floating it a little too much. But then there's other throws where he's lasering it down 35, 40 yards in the middle of the field, making a pinpoint accuracy pass mm -hmm. or to the sideline. Yes, those out routes, I wouldn't make him do that consistently at all. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, he's he's going to have areas of strengths. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses. It's not all strength, <laughs> mm -hmm. to be honest. And, yeah, running isn't one of his strengths. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope you guys like that little quick – Film study we did right there. I mean, it's all live. It's pretty much how Plus and I do it during our film studies. Some are better than others. We have to do a lot of editing later. <laughs> so, if you guys ever catch any of those, write it in the comments. Like, what the hell happened? What You just missed a whole other subject because uh, I had a cough session on one of them. It was kind of fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so, but more on Kyle Trask. I, I, I like the, the pick. I think he's... Smart dude, humble dude, and I think he's really going to take this opportunity to sit there and learn behind mm. Tom Brady. I think it, that's the biggest eye-opener for him. He's going to learn what it takes. And if Brady really does, like he said, call him already, come on in. Let's throw that ball around. Jeez. Yeah. Set it up. Yeah, I mean, again, he's just got a, he's got a really good supporting cast for him to have success. I mean, you have Clyde Christensen, who's a good quarterback's coach. You know, Tom Moore, who's seen everything. You know, he's been, he's been around since early 1900. So you, you got, and then you have Bruce Arians. <laughs> so, I mean, the guys live forever, man. He's a legend. And then you have Bruce Arians who knows what he's talking about when it comes to quarterback. And then, you know, Byron Leftwich played the position. So there's a lot of good things there um, for him to be successful. And, you know, obviously it helps when you're, you're watching, you know, the goat day in, day out, 
you know, this is how you do it. So it's just going to become, he'll become a professional really quickly. Uh, and, and that's going to be a really good thing and learn how to enhance his mechanics, enhance his skills. You know, so the sky's the limit. Again, this guy only played, barely played college football and he, he dominated. Like he went from, you know, 2019, he had 25 touchdowns, I think seven interceptions, and then made a drastic jump as a full-time starter and really behind an offensive line that wasn't fantastic. You know, receiving core was inconsistent. No running game to speak of. So, I mean, that's 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 pretty impressive. Yeah, so, <laughs> just how adequate none at all to speak of. <laughs> none. Like hey. seriously, you know, and and you guys know, I mean, guys in the chat, you guys know we're Gator fans. I watched every Gator game and they could not run the football. I mean, they they ran the ball with uh with Kyle Trask at times, and I'm like, you're gonna get the guy hurt. I'm like, yeah. why are you doing that? <laughs> so I mean, Emory Jones was really the running game. They bring him in as as a backup quarterback and run the ball, but that was about it. And uh, so, really, it was Kyle Trask. And then they had no defense, you know, to oh, back that's him up. Terrible. Yeah, if, if they had a defense last year, Gators go undefeated, and, and they might win a championship. So, I mean, so yeah, just Alabama's team was pretty damn disgusting. Well, then again, they. They were competitive the whole damn game against Alabama. Yeah, they were right there. You're right, you're I mean, right. they just they couldn't stop Najee Harris. Yeah, but no one could. I mean, that guy's yeah. he, I, he should have won the Heisman, in my opinion. But Devontae Smith is damn good too. <laughs> Lane again, the kid spreads the ball around. Coming from a Gator fan who's seen all of his games, his accuracy is real. Yeah, coming from a team that saw the most inaccuracy and bad poor decisions, I'll take that any day of the week. And that's talking talking about Brady at all, guys. I hope you guys know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's keep going on. Let's see. A week ago, we had one quarterback. Today, we have three very good quarterbacks. QBs plus one. Yeah. I don't know if all three are very good. But yeah, speaking of that, touching on it, we got this boy back officially, yeah. right? And Gabbert. Gabbert is back. So, what does he mean for the QB room plus? Well, I, I think it's going to be a competition between him and uh, Ryan Griffin. And, you know, obviously I think Ryan Griffin's going to be the odd man out. Um, and you'll see Blaine Gabbert as, as the backup and, you know, Kyle Trask will, you know, carry the clipboard um, for this year. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty much just Blaine's going to be your backup like he was last year. Yeah. And just helping develop even more. Like I mean, he's pretty much a coach on the sideline as well. I mean, how many times do you see Tom Brady going up to him asking questions? Right. Oh, here's, here's a good one. I make music says, am I the only one who thinks Kyle Trask is not good when I watch his games? I see the receivers bail him out often. I think Dan Mullen made him better than he really was. Hmm. Can I take that one first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I mean, when you're looking at him, like, I don't know if you saw some of our throws that we showed just earlier. I mean, it's, Spot placement. Where is he placing the ball? Is he just throwing it, hoping to God that Kyle Pitts jumped up out of nowhere and got it? Or did he place it in a place where only Kyle Pitts can get it? Yes, there are times where Kyle Pitts is insane and he can just make something out of nothing. But a lot of the times, there were perfectly placed throws, like dropped in into a breadbasket throw. Or a jump ball where only his dude can get it. Or back shoulder fades where it's a timing thing where his, his receiver's looking back the secondary player isn't, and he's throwing to a, a, a spot where only he can know to get it. So a lot of it's 
reading the defense, knowing, okay, if I have a one-on-one, I'm going to throw it here. I mean, flat out. I mean, I know my guy's going to win before the other guy. That's having a trust in your players. And you have to have that. And it's not like he's just throwing it to an errant area. He's actually thinking where to make this to better benefit my team. Not put myself in a position to fail. I saw that more than often than not of him just throwing into triple coverage. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I did see it at times. What's your take? Yeah, no, I, I agree with what you said. It, it, and it's, um, yeah, I mean, he wasn't perfect. Uh, again, he had times where he would make some bad decisions or force some throws or, you know, sometimes, like you said, the, the ball was just too too much touch or not, yeah. you know, not on a line like it should have been. Or, you know, there was situations where he was throwing an out route and could have been intercepted or, you know, there was mix-ups with his receiving cores that le- led to oh, you know, yeah. pick, pick six, you know, pick six opportunities. So, yeah, not perfect. Um, at times, he does hold on to the football too long in, inside the pocket and he takes some sacks that, you know, he could have got rid of it or, you know, so again, not a perfect prospect. We're not saying that at all. But when you look at his strengths, his accuracy, his his decision making for the most part and his ability to you know, find space and hit it with anticipation. It's very impressive. And I mean, like I said earlier, you don't do 43 touchdowns and eight interceptions in the sec and you're not a good prospect. So, I mean, he's got all the tools you want. You look at the Gators offense and you talk about Dan Mullen and how they schemed certain plays. And yeah, there was times where guys were open, but when you look at it, a lot of these guys weren't, you know, wide open like you see against Al- like Alabama does where you know their guys just get wide open it's not like that I mean he was throwing high contested throws most of the time um, and he you know PFF I think said he had like over 40 big time throws so that means like really impressive NFL level throws where he's you know beating two defenders or you know fitting into a window uh, so yeah I, I think he's going to be just fine it's it's funny, like some of the YouTube, I guess, mm-hmm. analysis people, I mean, there, there's a lot of back and forth with Kyle Trask. Some people think he's terrible. Some people think he sucks. Like literally had said verbally, he sucks. And then you got PFF. They like the pick. They think it's a really good fit. They like the, the scheme. They, they like everything. I'm like, I'm leaning more towards you guys. I mean, it seems like you guys watch the tape. Obviously, they always do because that's where they get all their numbers from. And then you have some other guys that just say he flat out sucks. I'm like, how do you throw 43 touchdowns to eight interceptions in the SEC? Yeah. Win the SEC East. And, but you suck. You suck ass. Mm-hmm. I just don't, some of that doesn't make sense. And then yeah. some say like career backup, possibly. And then right. the comparison is, oh, he's the, at best Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. My thing is, okay, Nick Foles won a, won a Super Bowl. By executing perfectly, yes, he's big, slower in the pocket, but he's functional enough where he can deliver plays. To me, it's more, yeah, he has weapons now if, if Kyle Trash were to come in. But it's how does he use them, okay? So it's it's not, when you keep going from team to team to team, it's harder to get continuity. I think Trask is in a perfect situation where he can learn the team, learn the system. When he does come in, he can thrive. Like, how we say Patrick Mahomes did, like Aaron Rodgers did. If you keep jumping from team to team, it doesn't matter. You have to learn a whole new playbook. All that's why Tom Brady doing what he did is insane. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's just in a good situation. If Nick Foles stayed with a certain team, 
consistently and it was the same system, he he wins. Mm. Peyton Manning was slow, couldn't run. He had a great arm. He stayed in the same system his whole entire career. And he took that system to Denver. I mean, it's, again, Tom Brady's insane. He just, he learned BA's offense and won the Super Bowl the first year he did it. So I, that's just crazy to me. But uh, let's get some more things in the chat. What's going on? Uh, bah, 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 bah. Barnes. Jake Arians also talked up David Mills on the Pewter podcast. It sounded like they were close to picking him over Trask, but were unsure on his injury history. Is that true? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, Davis Mills, again, I didn't watch much tape on him. He's he's much less ex- like experienced. He doesn't have as much experience as tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, plus the injury concerns. I, I could see why they would take Kyle over him for sure. I, I think Kyle's a better prospect. And a lot of people that are, you know, we get back to the offense. You look at the Gators offense and their scheme. It's very similar to a Buccaneers offense, Kyle Trask played the most in empty set formations out of a lot of quarterbacks last year. And guess what? The Bucks run a lot of plays out of empty set formations. So he, it's a, it's a really good fit because we run a lot of play action. We run a lot of one-on-one matchups where we're trying to get guys isolated. That's what they did at Florida. So it, it's going to be a lot of similar things, I think, for for Kyle back at back in Tampa now. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're going to be the oddball out because we're actually going to be defending Kyle Trask, even though his numbers kind of speak for himself there. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot of people listen to other people instead of watching what's going on. That's what we try and bring with this channel is just show you what we see, not just speak shit yeah. <laughs> in the air. Right. So yeah, it's not- and, and we're not, we're not trying. I mean, we are hyping him up, but there's a reason we're hyping up Kyle Trask because we like what we saw on tape. Like the film backs it up. If you really dive in, I mean, Mark watched every game of <laughs> Kyle Trask last year. I watched every game and I'm telling you the, the dude's good. And I, again, it's, there's a long way to go. And yeah, a lot of things have to happen for him to have success. And you know, he's got to put in the work. It's up to him. You know, we're not saying he's going to be great right away, but he's got a very good opportunity to, like Mark said, thrive um, with this team. I mean, it's again, he is going to be probably our third string quarterback. So we're just talking about who we just drafted, let you guys know who it is. Is he going to be a career backup? No one knows. I mean, people are saying that right now, like it's a set in stone kind of thing. I'm just saying, we had the opportunity, especially if he learned for two years. I think the Bucks are happy they got a guy like this, fits the scheme, and now they get to learn from the best. So I'm very happy with that. That Davis Mills stuff, stink kind of over here. He said, confirm the Bucks like David, David Davis Mills would have taken him if Trask didn't fall. Um, I mean, again, he, he kind of fit the scheme as well. A lot of down the field, hitting the seams. But he made a lot of like Jameis Winston throws, like throwing into areas where I was like, "What are you doing? Yeah, don't do it, don't do it, bloodbath." Yeah, and, and that yeah. goes that goes to the inexperience. I mean, he only played a few games in college, so that's probably why he had the inconsistencies of decision making. But and that's the thing why we love Kyle Trask because he improved that decision making going forward. And a huge jump. I mean, maybe Davis Mills makes that, but then again, you're making the jump from college to NFL. Yeah, big difference. You didn't really master 
college just yet. So I, I don't know. All right, and I just not to mention Kyle Trask's storyline, how humble he is, how he's you know, I can sit and learn and I I will prepare like I'm the starter every damn day. I love that. I have that mentality. I think he good fit all around. The whole draft class has that that right mentality. Right. I'll be honest about that. Let's keep going. <laughs> talking about Stank's newfound virginity. <laughs> hey, he made hey. a great he made a great sacrifice. If that got a Super Bowl, he, do it again. Run it back. Mm-hmm. It'll hurt. I know, but <laughs> uh, see, that's why I don't understand. It's what other commentary? Oh yeah, because some other people. I personally liked Mon. So did we, though. Yeah, Most of top five. Trask easily over Mills for me, but Mon's arm, athleticism, and upside is intriguing. Barnes fully agree. Plus, take it away. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Kellen Mond is, uh, he was an inter- interesting prospect because again, he had the experience. He was a four-year starter. Uh, he did a lot of good things at uh, Texas A&M, played in a pro-style offense. But I, I think, you know, just looking at the fits and, and, and looking at Kyle Trask again, he had a little bit more consistency with his accuracy. I think that's what put him over the edge. Again, Kyle, Kellen Mond was just a little bit sometimes too erratic um, with his accuracy and sometimes overthrew people or you know, made some bad decisions. So I think that's where Trask had the, had the edge. Yeah, And then look at what we do in this mm-hmm. offense. I mean, they never asked Jameis to run. Jameis would just run because no one was open and he just wanted to run. Brady never runs. <laughs> They're not going to ask, even if they did take mom, it's like everyone wants this new athletic mold of a quarterback. Like, oh, the, the pocket quarterback's dead. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Everyone, every quarterback is that is playing in the game is throwing from the pocket. You run when shit breaks down, and that's the only other option you have. Okay, yeah, Trask may not be the best at it. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to be. Why force him to be something that supposedly the narrative of the league is going towards? You're going to win from the pocket. It's, there's a scheme. There's a play designed for a reason. Everything's based off timing. When the timing messes up, okay, find a way out. Or in Tom Brady's case, and eventually Trask, throw the ball away. They have to play another day because that that play failed. <laughs> so there's also second down and third down. Make up for that. Let's think of it that way. Chess pieces, not just we got to get a touchdown or run like Michael Vick on every damn play. Just don't get – I think it's just the uh, I want the most now mentality that literally everyone has right now. But, I mean, I, we were big fans of Mond. He was a pocket quarterback. He didn't really want to run much. He was more of a throw it from inside the pocket. Had a laser. Yeah. A, lo- a lot of stuff I love for Mond. Right. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Now we got Kyle Trask. That's why we're looking him up. I had, I'll be honest. I didn't look as much at Kyle Trask as I did Mond. That's why, again, you fall in love with players. Mm-hmm. And you get emotional. Oh, we should have taken that guy. <laughs> I didn't look up Mon as much as I did, I wouldn't have known how good of a player he really was. Right. I know I watched the games, but still, you look at it even more in detail, those angles, it's crazy. Uh, rant done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the same thing with like, uh, you know, move on from Kyle Trask, but, you know, that's the same thing we look at these other prospects that we drafted. You look at Robert Hainsey, you know, check out our film studies, guys. We got uh, Joe Tryon, Robert Hainsey, and, and Jalen Darden up so far. Uh, but 
I mean, you look at those guys like, you know, Hainsey, really surprising as far as just his overall technique and his ability to, you know, really win at the point of attack for the most part. You look at Jalen Darden, I didn't think he was that quick. I know he, I knew he was shifty, but when you really watch him on tape, his ability to, now you talk about attacking space. <laughs> All that guy does is attack space. So, um, and then, you know, moving forward to our fifth round pick in KJ Britt. I only watched one game of him uh, against Oregon because that's all I had. But watching him, I mean, dude's smart. Like he knows how to call out defense or call out the offense. Like he understands how to get his defense lined up and in the right spots. And then he's a thumper. He will hit you like no tomorrow. <laughs> like he just lays the wood and he knows how to get down sideline to sideline. Knows how to read the holes as far as, you know, the run game. Pass coverage, he's okay. Uh, again, not the best, but he's okay. Uh, and he can really make open field tackles. So uh, that's that's really impressive. They're not going to ask him to drop back, to be honest. <laughs> no. And he can blitz. I mean, he, he's kind of oh, yeah. like he's like Devin White a little bit, just not as athletic. Uh, I know, I know. Devin, White, Devin, <laughs> Devin White's special. Yeah, I think Kevin Minter's a good comp. I, I think he's maybe a little bit, you know, thicker Minter. You know, if you want to say that. <laughs> that again? Thicker. He's a thicker mentor. That's a what he is. Mentor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's, that's descriptive. <laughs> but, but yeah, I want to touch more on Jalen Darden. I want to know guys in the chat, what do you think? How is he going to fit? Where do you see him fitting? Do you think he's going to win that special teams job? Do you think he's going to be a kind of a gadget type guy where it's just bring him in a couple of plays? Kind of like how uh, the Saints use, what's that little shifty guy they got? I forget his name. He has like three names, right? Who are we talking about? Six, five, seven guy on the Saints. The return man. I oh, uh, when he gets that's, the ball. Um, that's Harris, I believe. Last name Harris. Yeah, he's a little short guy. I mean, mm-hmm. kind of like I think early on where Darden needs to be used once or twice, if that. Yeah. Mainly use him in the return game. I mean, I, he has all the traits that go to what a returner should do. I mean, catch it. And immediately get out of the way. Make the first man miss and then see what you can get upfield. I really like that possibility. Uh, and then Robert Hainsey, I just I can totally see the move inside. Yeah. He does need to put more effort into gaining a little bit more weight, especially if he's going inside. Because, yeah, you saw the difference between Aaron Banks and, and what Hainsey looked like. So, mm-hmm. But if you're a technician, all you got to do is worry about putting on some weight. I'll take it. I'll take 100%. Uh, yes, Stank in there said return specialist, wide receiver number six. So I think every fan favorite, Justin Watson, will be off the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a lock at receiver right now. You got your first five and, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. Those guys are locked. They're not going anywhere. And then Jalen Darden, you know, battling for that six spot, which, you know, right now he's got the edge because of the, you know, the fourth round status, you know, going up against – Jaden Mickens, um, Justin Watson, guys like that. So, I mean, maybe they keep seven receivers, but I don't see that as a possibility. No, there's no point. Yeah. And that's special teams. Yeah, you got to return, but who's going to be the gunner? Is it going to be this corner they just drafted? Like, you don't know. I mean, that's what he looks like. Yeah, Chris Wilcox out of, out of BYU. Right. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to be interesting film study again. I'm not sure how much he actually played at corner. Uh, so I wish that we could see special teams work, but again, they don't really show that 
on the all 22. So, you know, we'll have to see what he, what he can do oh. as far as on the field, but he's got the size, the length, the speed that they want as far as corners. Uh, but he's got an uphill climb because he's going to have to beat out like Herb Miller, who they're really high on mm. um, and a couple other guys that they brought in. So, and they just added, you know, linebackers, corners and safeties to this team, you know, for special teams use, you know, veteran guys like Raven Green and, you know, Joe Jones. And um, I think they added another corner. I forget his name. I think it's Brooks is the last name. So a lot of, a lot of competition. Yeah, they're wheeling and dealing. Yeah. It's it's going to be hard to make the rocket roster. I mean, Blaine over here saying Justin Watson was running first team with Brady at the beginning of 2020. I think it was just more practice reps. Keep Watson. When he was on the field, he didn't produce much. Yeah. Bad things happen. But yeah, A lot of bad things happen. Big six has happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, look at this. Barnes, yeah, both Brady's pick sixes were on throws to Justin Watson because of Watts' route running support. It is, yeah. He rounds out his his out his out routes. So mm-hmm. yeah, some of those, one of them Brady just telegraphed. That was his fault. But yeah, the coach is always going to have the quarterbacks back. But then again, early in the season, there's a back and forth. Oh, I can't believe he's blaming Brady. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. Well, I think if you trade up for Darden, you value him that high. And if Watson's the odd man out, he's odd man out. You can't – you've tried it already, what, four years now? Enough is enough, I think. I mean, right. you have value in one other guy. You can't. I, I think seven would be an insane mm. to keep. Yeah, I think Watson will be a cut. Again, give him an opportunity on a different team where maybe – yeah, I'm excited too for preseason. But, Hell yeah. yeah, you know, give Watson and these other guys, you know, opportunities elsewhere where they might be uh, – you know, a more impactful player because they're higher on the depth chart. You know, it's just, it's a numbers game, but yeah, I, I can't wait to see it in preseason. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to see how it all shapes out. Yeah, I, I don't think this is true. It would be hilarious if it was. Brady moved Jalen Darden into his house this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's the joke of like Antonio Brown moving Antonio Brown in there. Because I mean, this is actually a good point. Uh, Lane said, I see Darden how Antonio Brown was when he was a rookie with the Steelers, a kick returner, punt returner, stuff like that. Hey, yeah. get him where you can fit in, right? Yeah, for sure. Where, wherever you can find spot on the field. Yeah, that's how he's going to have to make the team. He's got to he's got to win on special teams. Um, and same goes with you know the the last pick of the draft and uh, Grant Stewart, you know the guy out of Houston. So he's going to have to be, you know. Like he like he's advertised special teams demon out there just making havoc. Oh, is it is this already? Is it desk pop is it early? Is it Wednesday <laughs> yet? Need to plan my road trips. Well, uh, if someone in the chat knows, I think they know. Let's not give anything away if, if it is. But hey, we shall see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Blaine over here giving all the the names Raven Green and Nate Brooks. Thank you, Blaine, for the chat. Uh, yeah, I mean, this that's veterans, more competition, iron sharpens iron. And this is, it's already a deep team. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be guys that you're like, holy crap, how did they not make the team? Oh, here's your answer right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's going to be some cuts where we go, what? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to happen. And that's the beauty of it. You know, having a deep roster like this and just got to enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, see how it all, you know, shapes out and plays and, 
you know, hopefully stay healthy and have another great season, which I think we're going to, uh, you know, embrace and embark on this year. Here's another one from this is Danny. I uh, said so this year's Bucks team has more balanced talent on both sides of the ball, and the guys that step up when the lights are the brightest. Yeah, I mean, it's not even close. I mean, yeah, I mean that we all know that we won a Super Bowl with this this roster already. I mean, they added to it with through the draft. They didn't really need to, but they did. I, it's going to be tough either way. You got the the X on your back. Everyone's coming for you. You're the Super Bowl champs. Everyone wants to dethrone the champ, right? So it's it's going to be hard regardless. I, I jokingly said 17-0. How awesome would that be? Yes, but it's just not good. I just, I'd rather be a Super Bowl champ than go undefeated. <clears throat> Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. You agreed to have both, though. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice, but. Oh, bold. What do you think about this one? Joe oh, Trump yeah. will win defensive rookie of the year. 12, 12 sacks. What do you think about that? That's that's high praise. I mean, if he can do that and, and limited snaps, I mean, that's impressive. Uh, I, I will say he will have one-on-one -on -one opportunities when he's in there. So, you know, if he can win his one-on-ones, yeah, it could, it, it could happen. But I, I think that's a little too bold for my, my taste. I think, you know, I'll take five sacks. You know, that'd be a great year for him, you know, just coming in off off the bench and, you know, subbing in here and there and being part of a package, I think he, you know, that'd be perfect production for him. I mean, if he has 12 sacks, I mean, someone got hurt. I don't want that to happen <clears throat> at all. I mean, yeah. Stank said it here. Yeah. Injuries are always a factor. I, I, if I don't want him getting 12 sacks, give me five, like you said, five to six. I mean, that's, when Noah Spence, his rookie year, had five and a half. Everyone thought he was going to be the next dude, Simeon Rice. Yeah. And five and a half, that was huge here. And now we're getting Shaq Bear almost 20. We're getting JVP 10. Mm -hmm. but, I mean, it's it's awesome. Awesome time in Dembe. And again, the defense is young, but they're getting better every year. Imagine if Jack, or not Jack Bear, um, I saw Jack Trudel. If <laughs> Devin White gets plays that last game, gets that 10th sack. Right. That's cool. I mean, crazy how good this defense can be. Yeah, I think Devin White winning Defensive Player of the Year is probably more realistic than Rookie of the Year for Joe Tryon. Now, that's a bold take. Mm -hmm. Very much possible. I mean, if he gets another 10-sack season, if he improves his dropbacks, if he gets Which interceptions, showed. yeah. If he continues that in the regular season next year, dear Lord. Yeah, it, it'll be a scary defense all around. I mean, he he literally should win it if he improves in that area. I, I think the only thing stopping him is himself. That's it. Right. It's crazy. He top five the, pick. What? Tackle, top five pick. Yeah, he gets all the tackles. So, I mean, yeah. I could easily see it happening, especially with us being in the national spotlight. You know, he can definitely get the, the recognition. And, yeah, if he fixes the coverage, I think he'll be more of a playmaker for sure. Well, time will tell, like you said. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Here's a good point here. But um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was, I was, I'll read that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So Blaine talking about uh, honestly with Raheem Morris being the defense coordinator for the Rams and Stafford being in his first year, the Rams won't beat us. Yeah, the Rams were a tough game last year. That was unfortunate. Um, we lost that one. So, I mean. 
I think that'll be a great matchup regardless because I like Stafford. I think they're going to be a good team. Uh, but I could see the Bucks having the edge for that one, you know, as as well. Because they did lose some pieces, I believe, on defense. They got my guy. They got Bobby Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I can't believe they got him. Uh, I think either way, that's not going to be as easy out as you guys think. I mean, just because Stafford's first year in, the, in that system, the system's kind of quarterback easy. I mean, it's easy, quicker reads. And if you have a cannon arm like Stafford has, mm-hmm. and you have a running game with it, I think he, he's going to take that to to another level. I think Goff just didn't have the – I know, not, I'm not going to say arm strength to deliver it down the field. I think just his decision-making wasn't as good as Stafford's is going to be. But, I mean, Raheem Morris being defense coordinator is a good thing for them. Not for us, for them. I mean, he's a good coordinator. I think he is. He's a head yeah. coach. He's here. a good coach. He was too young, I think. Yeah. This opportunity will be something. I mean, I, I think that's going to be a tough game, regardless. It matters where it is, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, OJ Howard coming back will make our offense unstoppable. What do you think, Plus? OJ, I mean, it, it's time for him to have a great year. Uh, he needs to stay healthy. I mean, that's his biggest problem. He just can't stay on the field. When he's on the field, he's he's pretty damn good. Uh, and, you know, with Tom there as his quarterback, I think they had a really good connection. So hopefully that continues to, uh, you know, improve this offseason and he comes back very strong. But, yeah, offensively, they got everything you want from an offensive standpoint. You got a good offense line, quarterback, running game, receivers galore. And then you count in those tight ends that, you know, Gronk can do pretty much anything you want. And then you have Cam Brate. Plus you had an OJ Howard. Yeah. Lights out. It's, it's going to be scary on all accounts. I mean, again, it's, yeah, we have all these weapons, but Brady's learning how to use them even more now. I mean, mm-hmm. Gary built that continuity. He's going to build on that even more. And this this is where Brady starts killing you, like literally taking over games, and he's sitting the fourth quarter at, at the end of the game. I, I I hope I'm right on that. And and the big the big question mark is, yeah, Danny mentions this a lot, and we were touching on it before the bye week. Do they go back to that crap where it's no motions, no play actions. Oh, uh, yeah. We're just forcing, oh, no one move. Stay in your alignments. We don't need to get Brady all messed up in the game. He's only done this for 20 damn years. Go. Do they do that or do they they stay with the moving pieces around? That's the big thing. I'm hoping they stay on the ladder. But yeah. <laughs> let's see. No, I, I agree. I, I Hopefully they, they learn from that. And maybe they do a mixture of both where they find some balance in there. Um, and still run some of that stuff they were in the beginning of the year and then mix it in with the new stuff. Um, just having more motion, I think, is very important. And then, you know, doing, you know, play action, obviously. Play action was their best play last year, and it'll continue to be so this year. So, you know, finding the one-on-one matchups, motion, play action, that's where the offense succeeds. It. Again, you have the best decision maker in the game. Let's let's see what happens. Uh, I'm just laughing at some of the things in the chat. You guys are funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nestor, I love it. Guys, we're defending the Super Bowl title this season. Crazy. And I'm not cocky. I'm just saying the whole damn team's back. 
mean, you, you should have that mentality that's go for this number two. I mean, it's not just Jason Light saying it. VA just keeps their head on, right? You know Brady's going to keep their head on, right? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have any other speed besides go. So, right. Yeah. All right. No, I agree. As long as they're focused and, and stay healthy, you got plenty of opportunities to, you know, get back in there and get back to the big dance. And, you know, once you're in the dance, you know, anything can happen. And, you know, but that's why you play the game. And that's why they had these games coming up and got the schedule coming out later this week. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I guess touch on where you're going to be later in the week then. Yeah, I'll actually be on uh, guest appearing on the, the Loose Cannons podcast. I'm sure a lot of you guys saw that. They have a big announcement coming out Wednesday. So I'm going to be a part of, you know, being on their show and talking some football, breaking down the schedule. And then after that, I think we're going to be doing some uh, some film study work and we'll get more film content out for you guys uh, later in the week. So really excited. Just continue to push the, the content out and Thank you all for who supported and watched the videos. Um, so they're doing very well. And if you haven't seen them yet, go check out our, our YouTube channel, Real Bucks Talk. Uh, be sure to hit the like button down below. Subscribe if you haven't too. You know, it just helps our channel, help us help us grow. And again, you can't do this without you guys. Absolutely. Let's do one more before we head on out. Right. Ken Smith, he said, over or under, Jalen Darden returns two kicks for touchdowns this season. Oh man, I'll probably go under because the Bucks just haven't done that often. I mean, they've done it way back when Gruden was here for a little bit. They had a couple runs there, but uh, yeah, I'll say definitely under. I mean, Clifton Smith type of shiftiness. Yeah, what was the name I was trying to think of during the damn film study? I couldn't remember it. Right, Clifton Smith. I think is- he get he might get close, but I don't know if he gets a touchdown. I mean, does he just get it? I mean, I mean, you're you're talking. I would assume he wins both punt returner and kick return. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got a he's got the best chance on punt return, that's for yeah. sure, because kickoff return for touchdowns is harder than a than a punt return. So, I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna say right at it. All right, I'm, hey, I'm all it. I'm all for it. I'm gonna say I'm we're gonna lose it. the bet because he's gonna right hit right on Vegas. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it's two punt returns. So I hope it is mm-hmm. in key times. Big players make big plays. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys. Other than that, thank you for all showing up. Always a great live stream. I mean, again, plus edit. We we aren't anything without you guys interacting and telling us what you'd like to see, what you want to see. Other than that, I'm gonna send it off to Pless until I guess next Monday. Yeah, Mark said it uh, again. Thank you guys uh, for joining us again. We uh, we broke down the schedule a little bit here in the beginning. Then we had some Kyle Trask uh, film breakdown live uh, for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. And then, you know, just talking about, you know, the upcoming season, the roster. We got a lot of things coming up. So it's going to be exciting times. And again, thank you all for joining us. And until the next one, go Bucks. <laughs>